Preface of Frederick Douglass, a biography by Charles W. Chestnut. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kirk Ziegler, Lake Placid, Florida. Frederick Douglass, a biography by Charles W. Chestnut. Preface frederick douglas lived so long and played so conspicuous a part on the world's stage that it would be impossible in a work of this size to do more than touch upon the salient features of his career to suggest the respects in which he influenced the course of events in his lifetime and to epitomize for the readers of another generation the judgment of his contemporaries as to his genius and his character douglas's fame as an orator has long been secure his position as the champion of an oppressed race and at the same time an example of its possibilities was in his own generation as picturesque as it was unique and his life may serve for all time as an incentive to aspiring souls who would fight the battles and win the love of mankind the average american of today who sees when his attention is called to it and deplores if he be a thoughtful and just man the deep undertow of race prejudice that retards the progress of the colored people of our own generation cannot except by reading the painful records of the past conceive of the mental and spiritual darkness to which slavery as the exonerable condition of its existence condemned its victims and in a less measure their oppressors or the blank wall of proscription and scorn by which the free people of color were shut up in a moral and social ghetto the gates of which have not yet been entirely torn down from this night of slavery douglas emerged passed through the limbo of prejudice which he encountered as a free man and took his place in history as few of the words great men have ever had so checkered and diversified a career says henry wilson so it may at least be plausibly claimed that no man represents in himself more conflicting ideas and interests his life is in itself an epic which finds few to equal it in the realms of either romance or reality it was after all no misfortune for humanity that frederick douglass felt the iron hand of slavery for his genius changed the drawbacks of color and condition into levers by which he raised himself and his people the materials for this work have been near at hand though there is a vast amount of which lack of space must prevent the use acknowledgment is here made to members of the douglas family for aid in securing the photograph from which the front piece is reproduced the more the writer has studied the records of douglas's life the more it has appealed to his imagination and his heart he can claim no special qualification for this task unless perhaps it be a profound and in some degree a personal sympathy with every step of douglas's upward career belonging to a later generation he was only privileged to see the man and hear the orator after his life-work was substantially completed but often enough to appreciate something of the strength and eloquence by which he impressed his contemporaries 
if by this brief sketch the writer can revive among the readers of another generation a tithe of the interest that douglas created for himself when he led the forlorn hope of his race for freedom and opportunity his labor will be amply repaid chronology eighteen seventeen frederick douglas was born at tuckahoe near easton talbot county maryland eighteen twenty five was sent to baltimore to live with a relative of his master eighteen thirty three march was taken to st michael's maryland to live again with his master eighteen thirty four january was sent to live with edward covey slave-breaker with whom he spent the year eighteen thirty five to thirty six hired to william freeland made an unsuccessful attempt to escape from slavery was sent to baltimore to learn the ship calkers trade eighteen thirty eight may hired his own time and worked at his trade september three escaped from slavery and went to new york city married miss anna murray went to new bedford massachusetts assumed the new name of douglas eighteen forty one attended anti-slavery convention at new bedford and addressed the meeting was employed as agent of the massachusetts anti-slavery society eighteen forty two took part in rhode island campaign against the door constitution lectured on slavery moved to lynn massachusetts eighteen forty three took part in the famous one hundred conventions of the new england anti-slavery society eighteen forty four lectured with pillsbury foster and others eighteen forty five published frederick douglass's narrative eighteen forty five forty six visited great britain and ireland remained in europe two years lecturing on slavery and other subjects was presented by english friends with money to purchase his freedom and to establish a newspaper eighteen forty seven returned to the united states moved with his family to rochester new york established the north star subsequently renamed frederick douglass's paper visited john brown in springfield massachusetts eighteen forty eight lectured on slavery and woman suffrage eighteen forty nine edited newspaper lectured against slavery assisted the escape of fugitive slaves eighteen fifty may seven attended meeting of anti-slavery society at new york city running debate with captain rinders eighteen fifty two supported the free soil party elected delegate from rochester to free soil convention at pittsburgh pennsylvania supported john p hale for the presidency eighteen fifty three visited harriet beecher stowe at andover massachusetts with reference to industrial school for colored youth eighteen fifty four opposed repeal of missouri compromise june twelve delivered commencement address at western reserve college hudson ohio eighteen fifty five published my bondage and my freedom march addressed the new york legislature eighteen fifty six supported fremont candidate of the republican party eighteen fifty eight established douglas's monthly entertained john brown at rochester 
1859 august 20 visited john brown at chambersburg pennsylvania may 12 october went to canada to avoid arrest for alleged complicity in the john brown raid november 12 sailed from quebec for england lectured and spoke in england and scotland for six months 1860 returned to the united states supported lincoln for the presidency 1862 lectured and spoke in favor of the war and against slavery 1863 assisted in recruiting fifty-fourth and fifty-fifth massachusetts colored regiments invited to visit president lincoln eighteen sixty four supported lincoln for re-election eighteen sixty six was active in procuring the franchise for the freedmen september elected delegate from rochester to national loyalist convention at philadelphia eighteen sixty nine eighteen seventy moved to washington district of columbia established edited and then bought the new national era eighteen seventy appointed secretary of the santo domingo commission by president grant eighteen seventy two appointed counselor of the district of columbia moved family there after a fire probably arson destroyed their rochester home and douglas's newspaper files elected presidential elector of the state of new york and chosen by the electoral college to take the vote to washington eighteen seventy six delivered address at unveiling of lincoln statue at washington eighteen seventy seven appointed marshal of the district of columbia by president hayes eighteen seventy eight visited his old home in maryland and met his old master eighteen seventy nine bust of douglas placed in sibley hall of rochester university spoke against the proposed negro exodus from the south eighteen eighty one appointed recorder of deeds for the district of columbia eighteen eighty two january published life and times of frederick douglas the third and last of his autobiographies august four mrs frederick douglas died eighteen eighty four february six attended funeral of wendell phillips february nine attended memorial meeting and delivered eulogy on phillips married miss helen pitts eighteen eighty six may twenty lectured on john brown at music hall boston september eleven attended a dinner given in his honor by the wendell phillips club boston september sailed for europe visited great britain france italy greece and egypt eighteen eighty six to eighty seven eighteen eighty eight made a tour of the southern states eighteen eighty nine appointed united states minister resident and consul general to the republic of haiti and charged the affairs to santo domingo eighteen ninety september twenty two addressed abolition reunion at boston eighteen ninety one resigned the office of minister to haiti eighteen ninety three acted as commissioner for haiti at world's columbian exposition eighteen ninety five february twenty frederick douglass died at his home on anacostia heights near washington district of columbia 
End of preface.